What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Diary of an Empath. I know I probably sound better this week than I did last week. I still have COVID, but I am doing way better because that shit knocked me out. It is no joke. So last week, if you guys listened to my podcast episode, you would hear I was really struggling to even form my words, to get my breath. And so this week I'm feeling so much better. So I think I'm on the verge of recovery. So this week, I want to talk about procrastination because it is something that I am guilty of. And then when I procrastinate on things, I really put myself down and I get mad at myself for not doing things. Here I am. It's 533 in the afternoon. I told myself that I was going to do this podcast as soon as I woke up and I procrastinated and I really got nothing done. So I thought, what better subject to do than to talk about something that I personally struggle with? And I know there's a lot of you out there that struggle with this as well. In fact, 20% of adults are procrastinators. Those stats are higher than most mental health diagnoses such as anxiety and depression. But why do we procrastinate? Well, let's understand what it is and what it's not. Procrastination is defined as the voluntary, unnecessary delay of an important task, despite knowing that you'll be worse off for doing so. Fuchsia Sirios is a professor of psychology at the University of Sheffield in England and has done some extensive research on the subject matter of procrastination. Now, she says that on the surface, procrastination is an irrational behavior because why would someone want to put something off to the last minute and then they end up stressing themselves out and they end up doing a poor job or a less than optimal job on it? They end up feeling bad about it afterwards and it might even have implications to other people. And she says that the reason has to do with emotional self-regulation and in particular, the inability to manage negative moods around a certain task, because we usually don't procrastinate on fun things. We procrastinate on tasks that we find difficult, unpleasant, aversive, or just boring and stressful. So if a task feels especially overwhelming and provokes significant anxiety, we often find it easier to just avoid it in general. It's a little easier to understand procrastination if you understand that procrastination is a habit. And if you understand how it shows up for you, you can replace it with a better one. We are humans and we try to avoid discomfort. So anything that doesn't feel good or if it's not comforting will lead you to avoid. So this leads me to ask the question, what is the connection between motivation and procrastination? And for most of the research that I've read shows that there are two types of motivation, intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is an internal drive for personal satisfaction, enjoyment, and benefit. These are when you're doing things because you love to do them. Undertaking a task that is in line with your values often provides intrinsic motivation. Now, extrinsic motivation is an external drive to provide benefit to others, gain a material possession, or to gain an inspiration such as a job or promotion. So if you're going to work every day to pay the bills, but you don't necessarily love what you do, you're doing it because you are extrinsically motivated. If you go to work, you get paid. If you get paid, you get to pay the bills and you get to do the things that you love. 
love. When you're intrinsically motivated, you're doing something because you love to do it. So maybe you like to dance because it's something that you enjoy doing. Maybe you work out and it's hard, but it's something that intrinsically motivates you and you like to do it because you like to look a certain way. You like to be healthy. So it's a lot easier for you to accomplish these tasks because you're intrinsically motivated. Undertaking tasks that are in line with your goals often gives extrinsic motivation. So if you don't know how you will benefit from the task at hand, then you're likely going to be unmotivated to achieve it. So what are some of the dangers of procrastination? Well, the danger to procrastination is everything eventually becomes a habit. As humans, because we are creatures of habit, if you continuously procrastinate, this can become part of your everyday cycle and therefore is not conducive to your well-being or your highest good. There is also a lot of evidence that shows that procrastination is linked to an increase in mental health problems. We live in a time of COVID and we've seen that mental health issues have tripled, especially with young adults and teens. Side note, did you guys know that I'm not only a therapist, but I'm also a professional tarot reader? It's not exactly me hovering over a crystal ball telling your future. It's a tool to connect with your guides and your higher self to help you in certain areas of your life. Tarot genuinely changed my life and it can potentially change yours too. Click on the link in this podcast for more info. Okay, back to the podcast. The data shows that chronic procrastinators have higher levels of stress and a greater number of acute health problems than other people, such as those experiencing general psychological stress and low life satisfaction, as well as symptoms of depression and anxiety. So those who procrastinate are also more likely to experience headaches, insomnia, digestive issues, they're more susceptible to the flu, they're more susceptible to COVID, and the association with health problems is best explained by stress. But another factor can also be looked at that procrastinators may delay preventative treatment. They may not go to the doctor as often, they may not get regular checkups as often, so that could also be an explanation as well. And I was reading an article in the Washington Press that stated that research suggests that procrastination is a associated with sleep problems, such as shorter sleep duration, an increased risk of insomnia, and daytime sleepiness. Lots of people engage in revenge bedtime procrastination, which describes a tendency to push off sleep and making time for more personal activities. I am guilty of this because I will be doing all of these things. I procrastinate. I wait until the last minute. And then when I'm doing it, I'm staying up late because then I want time to wind down. I want time to do things for me. So I end up not getting as much sleep and then regretting it and saying, okay, I'm going to do this first thing in the morning. And then I end up oversleeping. And that's exactly what happened to me today. So how can we overcome procrastination? Well, the first thing I would encourage all of you to ask yourself is what motivates you. One way to overcome procrastination is to figure out what intrinsically motivates you. We talked about this earlier. Intrinsically being motivated is the things that motivate you because you want to do them, because they fulfill you. So maybe the idea of cleaning up your house doesn't sound appealing, but maybe you have a glass of wine in your clean space and that's enough to motivate you intrinsically. 
when you're intrinsically motivated to do something, you're doing it because it's something that means something to you. So having a clean house is meaningful enough for you to have a glass of wine to lower your anxiety. Keep your eye on this thought when you're cleaning the house. Yeah, the task itself is daunting, but the reward is intrinsic. Think about how completing it will be valuable to your personal growth or your happiness. Doing this will help you feel more connected to the task and less likely to procrastinate. Another way to try to overcome procrastination is to think small, not big. We always hear the term think big, not small, but in this case, you really do want to think small because sometimes if we think about the entire project that we have to do, it can sound very daunting, stressful, overwhelming, your anxiety can start kicking in. But if you start small, don't worry about the project itself. Dedicate one hour or dedicate two hours to the task. And whatever you get done in that hour is what you get done. Dedicate that entire time to focus on whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. And then dedicate another hour on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, however you want to do it. And then it gets done when it gets done. Now, of course, we all have deadlines, but if you start by thinking small and just dedicate those small increments of time as opposed to thinking of the bigger project, it seems a lot less stressful than if you go into a room and you're like, shit, I have to organize this entire space or I have to organize my entire office or I have to get this entire project done today and I just got to try to get it all done in five hours. Try not to think about it like that. Give yourself enough time so that way you can break it up into smaller increments. Otherwise, you might find yourself procrastinating and then not getting anything done at all. So planning is a big part of procrastination and preventing this. I started doing this myself and I find that it is extremely helpful. Plan out your week, whether it's what you eat, the projects that you're working on, the things that you need to do, the clients that you're going to see, your workout routine, and even planning self-care. If it's helpful for you to have those set times and plan things out ahead, do it. And if things don't always go as planned, forgive yourself, but at least writing it down and having a plan, you are more likely to stick to it. I've started doing that for myself and planning out my week. I plan my clients. I plan my workouts. I plan when I'm going to get up. I try to have all of these things done ahead of time so that way I don't procrastinate and that allows me more time and space to do things like relax or to just have spur of the moment things that I want to do. I kind of allow myself that space and that time to say, okay, five o'clock, I'm done for the day. Because before I literally was not getting done until 10 p.m. at night. And then I was staying up late because I wanted that wind down time. And the problem with that is when you have that time for winding down late at night, just to watch that extra TV show or to have that glass of wine, that's great and you deserve it. But then I was only getting like six hours of sleep and then I was tired, and then I was procrastinating even more. So I was developing these habits that were not conducive to my schedule, they were not conducive to my health, and it was like a domino effect. So my procrastination was turning into these bad habits that lasted like two years, and I'm just now making moves to get out of these habits and to create new ones, so that way I do not fall prey to the same routine that I was doing before. Now, another thing that has helped me is noticing what distracts me and having no distractions. 
This is a really hard one for a lot of us because we live in a social media generation and a generation of notifications and distractions. I cannot tell you how many people and clients and even myself who think that they have ADHD, I swear to God for the longest time, I'm like, I got ADHD. But I think it was just, I get distracted a little easily and I live in a generation of distractions. But in reality, a lot of people are just too distracted by everything going on that they don't even have five minutes to themselves. They're so used to distractions that being with themselves is uncomfortable. Being without their phone is uncomfortable. We used to live in a time where you go to a coffee store, you go to a store, whatever, you're waiting in line, you just stand there, maybe you talk to someone else, maybe you don't. Now, if you go anywhere, everybody's heads is down because they're on their phone. When you're in a restaurant, people don't even talk to each other anymore. They're literally on their phone. We're not even comfortable enough to leave our phones in our car. I know I'm guilty of doing it, and I've literally made a conscious effort to put my phone away to say, I can be without my phone for an hour. We're so used to having our phones. It's almost become like a limb. If we don't have our phones, it feels like we're missing an arm or a leg. So I encourage all of you to put down your phone Turn it off for one hour and focus on the task at hand. Put yourself in a room or in a place that you know you will not get distracted. If you have to go to a park, if you have to get out in nature or do something at a time when no one will be home, but just try to set yourself up where you will have minimal distractions in your space. I know that's hard, but I believe in you. And I'm telling you, when you set up these times for minimal distractions, you will get more comfortable and you will create these habits. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about to help you beat procrastination is rewarding yourself. So rewarding yourself is something that I think is a really great way to trick your brain. Get those dopamine kicks and drive because when you complete a task, your brain releases a neurotransmitter called dopamine. And this is the reward neurotransmitter that tells our brain that we did a good job. It's our reward system. So go on ahead, reward yourself for the job that you did, whether it's drinking a glass of wine, going out with your friends, family, watching a movie, or just doing something that you love. Because rewarding yourself for the job well done, it's a way to train your brain into healthy habits to beat procrastination. So you are more likely to do this and make this into a daily habit. And I also want to point out that if you don't get something done, the world is not going to fall apart. The world continues. We saw this with COVID. Everything was at a standstill for the longest time and life still went on. People still went on. You know, I think that when we think about procrastination, we think about that as being lazy or it's equivalent to laziness, but that's not the case at all. I think that there's a lot more to procrastination than what meets the eye. And although I do want all of these takeaways to help you with beating procrastination and to create new habits, but I also want you to be okay if things don't get done. First of all, we all need breaks. We all need to focus on ourselves sometimes when it comes to self-care. But the perfectionist side of me, I know for me always feels like if I don't do these things, then I'm not meeting up to the level that people expect me to be and that I have expectations in terms of for myself. So 
I have to sometimes remind myself that it's okay if you didn't get that podcast recorded today. It's okay if the house didn't get clean today like I originally had planned today. I wanted everything to be done by 5 p.m., my podcast recorded and edited and my house to be cleaned, and I wanted to feel productive, like I got everything done. But then I have to remind myself, like, bitch, you have COVID right now. You need to calm down. It is okay if things don't get done. But I told myself I'm at least going to get this recorded and out of the way so I can tell myself, good job, you were productive in some way, you got something done. So I just want you guys to know that it's okay if you don't get it done. But if you find that this is intrusive into your relationships in your life and that it's actually preventing you from doing other things, then yes, you want to create daily habits that are going to help you because if you're getting into these habits of constantly procrastinating, that's where you might need to take a look at things and say, okay, is this becoming a problem in my life? If so, what changes do I need to make in order to create better habits that are going to help me, that are going to help others around me, and that will give me more time to do the things that I love? And that's what I want the biggest takeaway to be from this episode. But forgive yourself if you don't get the dishes done or if you don't feed the kids or if you have to order Uber Eats. It's okay. Life is still going to go on. Your biggest focus needs to be on you and what makes you happy and what fulfills you. But sometimes shifting our mindset to the task at hand and really focusing on that intrinsic motivation might be some tricks and some ways that you can put more motivation into the tasks that you need to do and switch the mindset on them. So I want to share a couple reviews because I always read them. You know, I love you guys. I listen to all of the messages that you send and I just appreciate the support. So if you like the episode, leave a review because I do look at them and I read them. This one is from X Des. There's no name on it, but she says, I'm assuming it's a she. All of these gave me at least one piece of information that I never considered when being an empath. Most episodes gave me so much more. It's helped me with coping mechanisms and how to deal with those around me, how to be selfish sometimes, and how important it is to listen to the feelings and energies that I feel. I love that. Okay, let's see if we can find one with a name. Virgo Mimi said, love the rawness and realness of the conversations. Very enlightening and eye-opening to hear. Great guests. Love that. Okay, this one is from Selena. Absolutely love this. Very practical, eye-opening, and relatable. My favorite podcast so far. All right, let's do one more. So this one is from Karma, Karma B, this podcast is amazing because of the empathetic point of view, as well as the explorations into wellness through a holistic and spiritual approach. What makes this special is that she is a licensed mental health professional. So you get the peer reviewed sources to back up the data. On top of that, Carice is super down to earth and brings that been there, done that real life experiences. Definitely worth subscribing to. I love that. Thank you so much. I am so grateful to all of you and stay tuned because I have a special announcement coming up probably in the next month or so, but I'll be announcing that when everything is finalized. So I just want to thank all of you for the continued support 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you like the episode, please share it. You have no idea how much that means to me because podcasters like me, that's how we grow is when you share it, when you leave reviews. So please continue to do that. And if there's an episode or a topic that you want to hear, let me know. Follow me on Instagram. It's underscore Carice, K-E-R-E-S-S-E underscore. DM me. Let me know if there's something specific that you want to hear. I try to do my best to give you guys the topics that you want to hear because you are my audience. So fill me in, message me, let me know. I want to hear from you. So thank you everyone. And until next time, see you on the next episode of Diary of an Empath. Mm -hmm.